In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and today we're connecting with Robbie Samuels. Robbie is a keynote speaker, a relationship-based business strategist who has been recognized as a networking expert by Harvard Business Review and Lifehacker. He is the author of two best-selling business books and has been interviewed by leading business magazines. Robbie is also the host of On the Schmooze podcast, which his networking strategies, his talented professionals, sharing untold stories of leadership and networking. It's an amazing podcast if you get a chance. I even did an interview with Robbie way back in the day. Please welcome to the show, Robbie Samuels. Thanks so much for having me, Tony. Hey, man, I'm blessed, honored to have you here. Uh, first question out the gate as we get ready to climb up Success Mountain today. What is your definition of success? I, I've struggled with this, actually, because I think the way I used to define it no longer fits me. Early on, I, my success would have been traveling a ton, doing you know, keynotes all over the world, bigger and bigger stages, and I, I have friends that have accomplished that. You know, they're making twenty, twenty-five thousand a talk and and living the life. But then I also know the backstory, which is that's really hard on them personally, their their health, their the the jet lag, family life. And so as I my as my family has grown, I now have two kids and a wonderful supportive wife. I don't want that anymore. And so now it's about balance between my business ambition and my desire to be there for my family. So I feel like I've achieved success right now because I'm a work at home dad. My kids are around all the time. My wife now works from home as well. And I just, I just feel like I get to integrate the, the work that I love to do and, and the coaching and the speaking with the family that I don't want to neglect and, and be say that I'm doing this all for them and then never seeing them. So so for me, I, success is more of what I've got right now. I love it. I love the beginning, right? Travel, gone all the time, wanting to get on bigger stages. You, you've talked to a lot of friends in your journey. You've seen and heard maybe, wow, it looks glamorous, right? It's the Facebook lifestyle or the snapshot on Instagram makes me look like uber successful, but behind the scenes, you know, my health is declining, my relationships are non-existent. And at the end of the day, I'm kind of depressed. Right, because mm-hmm. I, I don't have what I really thought I wanted because I saw what the world was pushing and I said, oh, I'm gonna go do that. I wrote the word today for you for freedom. Really to be like blessed, congratulations on the, the, the next child, having a supportive wife, two kids, being the, the flexibility of working from home, you know, uh, just heart-centered. I wanna put it this way so it comes across the right way. I think the steps you're taking today are calculated based on the fact that you wanna remain free. You don't wanna be bonded or handcuffed to some lifestyle that in the, in the long term, you look back and go, how did I get here? I think you've made some calculated moves. You know, just since you and I talked maybe a year, year and a half, you're just poised, centered. I love it. Not that you weren't then. It's just like you're really, you can feel it when we're talking. So I just want to say congratulations on that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your podcast as we get started, because I think uh, that's going to be a great way to kind of stretch today and get up Success Mountain. Most podcast uh, hosts don't talk about other people's podcasts because they're like, ooh, listeners are going to leave. And I'm like, uh, 
Last I looked, Comcast has hundreds and hundreds of channels. You know, if you go into a restaurant and you look up on the right hand side, you'll see like ads for another restaurant. They're not like worried that I'm more wanting to empower my listeners to go check out what you're doing. So let's talk about your podcast. Well, thank you for that. And I, you know, the best way to get listeners is to be on other people's shows. So it's kind of cool that you're being explicit about that. But I just want to say that it's been a real joy to do and it's a commitment to do it. Um, I am closing in on three years. It's a weekly show. It's every, every week except for Christmas and New Year. So 50 episodes uh, a year for three years. Um, I'm currently have recordings set and done that takes me through the end of this calendar year. So I'm like months and months ahead. But it's also evolved. It's, it's giving me access to people that I, I could never have invited for coffee, but they'll spend an hour with me like you and I, like you and I got to know each other and here I am, right? Like this is, it's such an incredible platform to have a great conversation and share that content. Um, and it's professional development. I, I'm learning all the time from my guests. I learn from the feedback that I hear from my listeners. It's, it's just been so enriching and it's given a real structure to the work that I do because there is consistency. It's just something I do every single week and much of what I do doesn't have that rhythm and I come from a world of planning 25 events a year, minimum. And so I was constantly on deadline and I knew how to work a deadline. And so being an entrepreneur has been a little amorphous at times, but having this as sort of a steady drum that I know that each week I'm going to have to accomplish certain things. I do have a team that does quite a bit of the background stuff now for me. So I'm getting to focus on the parts that I truly love that are truly mine and allow me to sort of expand this, this work. And I'm getting compliments on my, my interview skills, which is which is also nice to hear because that's a, that's a work in progress always, right? Don't be judged on your first three shows. Be judged in your last three shows, right, Tony? Oh, man, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, a couple things. So on the schmooze, let's, let's talk about it. Where is it available? You can get it on iTunes, Google yeah. Play. Like, tell me all the places that you got it out there. All, all the places. Yeah, I mean, iTunes, you know, Apple Podcasts is probably the biggest platform for it. But, you know, type it into to your, your platform or your app on your phone and you'll find it. And I, I is on the schmooze.com is where it lives and it's available on the website there. It's also a link to all the different aggregators that I put it on there. And, you know, I push it out through social media. So if you're following me on any of the platforms, you'll find it there as well. I love giving, you know, just a shout out to the guests that I've had on and, and let them know that I appreciate their work so much. It's, it's been a real joy to also highlight other people. I made a decision early on, very beginning to alternate men and women on my show as guests. And then about a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago, a year and a half ago, I switched to two out of three guests are women. So two thirds of my guests are women at least. And that was because the clients that I was working with tended to be women. And I finally was realizing that my ideal client, my, like I sort of discovered my ideal client who were already coming to me were these, you know, entrepreneurial women in their fifties and sixties. And it didn't make sense for me to focus my effort to get to know people that didn't fall into that demographic. So I'm becoming more selective about who I have on the show, which is part of the success of, of having a long running show is that you get tons of people inquiring and you get to sort of pick and choose. So that's been some of the, some of the choices I've made, but it also means that I have some people on my show that no one has heard of because they're not doing the circuit. They haven't been on 16 other shows in the past two months. And that, I really appreciate having that opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you provide a platform and then you really are in sync with your audience, right? You, you mentioned, you're getting a feedback. A lot of people, you know, turn an ear and just go the other direction and go, I got this, right? And for three years, you know, over, it sounds like over 150 shows by the time this year ends or whatnot, 
you've done a lot. And then you saw like every other show, then two thirds of your show. But I think the thing I love most right now, Robbie, that I really, I think will go up Success Mountain with is really knowing your audience, right? Know who you serve. Um, as an entrepreneur, sometimes we, we cast our net and see what we get. And uh, I've seen, you know, Forrest Gump where he drops his net and pulls it up and there's cans and there's a couple fish here and a couple fishes there. And it's like, I can't eat this, right? This isn't it. So talk to me about how you've kind of figured out your avatar and your audience and how your message is really being impactful. Man, it is such a journey. I will say that you don't learn anything, but if you do nothing. And <laughs> a lot of people just sit and think about these things, but don't test anything out. And you will get a lot of new information by just testing things out and putting it to the market. So my book came out in summer of 2017. Um, and part of that, I, the launch of that, I had 150 reviews worldwide, you know, on Amazon within the first week. So I knew I was onto something. I wanted to launch an online course of some kind. Dory Clark's a good friend of mine. I asked her some advice and she said, you're going to learn a lot, which by the way, is not advice. It's a prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the, I had a pilot program of four women, one woman backed out before it started. And in retrospect, she wasn't my ideal client because what she said was she was like 33 years old or so. She said, you know, I'll figure it out. None of my ideal clients would ever say that. And that's something I now know because they're in their fifties and sixties. They don't have time to waste. They, they, they want support. They have a deep desire for professional development. They, they want to get started now. They're like, urgency is there. And so a lot of this was just like testing things out, but I, I couldn't get traction on my next cohort until I revamped it. I called it something else. I started to meet with business coaches who were actually in my ideal client demographic because, you know, me, I was getting advice from awesome coaches who were wonderful guys in their 40s. And I had one conversation with a woman in her late 50s. And she said, you know what I want? I want more. And I wrote down more and I started playing around with it. I said, money, opportunities, referrals, engagement. And she said, you know, I thought you were going to be really cutesy about it, but I like that. I really like that. And said, you know what you really need though? You need mindset, offering value, relationships, and energy management. And she was like, I do need that. I was like, so you want this and you need this. Well, to get it, you do more of this and then you get more of that. And she was like, blown away and that to me reframed it all and then it's taken off it's now a six-month program you know it's it's now I'm now creating a new more fundamentals which is some core content that I had been including six months program as sort of a precursor so that the the program is more of a mastermind so it's just it's the evolution of listening to who's coming to you for services support and advice and then it's a question of are you asking them for money because a lot of times we're not you know, if you could love gardening and then be asked to help everyone in your neighborhood to help them build their gardens out and you would never ask to get paid and they would never think to pay you. That's a great hobby. But could you turn it into a business offering? You know, could yeah, you turn that green thumb? A, a business offering, right? Some things change. Right. I want to talk yeah. about this. So more, you create it, she reframes it, you reframe it, you kind of come to this conclusion taking advice from men like me in their forties to a woman, you know, in her fifties. Right. And, and something resonates and hits and it is impactful. Did you take that and go share it with your life partner, your wife right away and kind of share what was kind of like shared with you? I, that's the things that I want us to talk about because I think as, as you know, we don't bring our business home, but you work at home with your wife and you know, you're with her all the time. So I kind of want to know what that dynamic looks like. 
Yeah, so it became the more program for entrepreneurial women. And I absolutely came home and talked to my wife about it. And I also made a promise to her. She made, she, she hopefully will never regret this. So she made the observation when we were getting married that I had more earning potential than she did. <laughs> and I am much more entrepreneurial and, and open to risk than she is. But she still has to, you know, we're, we're a unit, right? And so she still has to be behind what I'm doing. So to test this out is I ran a series of free masterclasses. So three weeks in a row, I created content around, you know, should I launch a podcast, which is a question I get a lot from my prospective clients. Should I write a book or I'm writing a book and how do I make it a big deal? How do I do a book launch? So those are the three masterclasses that I did and they're still available on my website. What I love is that it's, they're one of like a dozen opt-ins that have created, what it does is it attracts the people that I want to have in my world, the people I want to be serving are attracted into that. And so they then get to know me through my email list that I send out each week, through my website, through my podcast, through the work that I do in the world. And it, it's no longer selling. It's completely attraction-based. And so that's, you know, my wife was definitely in support of all those steps. What is your wife's name, by the way? Her name is Jess. Jess, you're doing an awesome job. My wife, Amber, is very supportive. And we need, I think, men and women and partners in life, we need support, right? And it's really great to, to hear Robbie talk about you. So I'm, I'm throwing a shout out to your wife. It's awesome. I love it. As you, you kind of got your start as kind of going down this path and, and kind of seeing kind of some things evolve and testing and retesting, that's a favorite word of mine is test. We're always in test phase, right? We don't, we don't really know what's going to come, but let's go throw some stuff out and test and get some feedback. What was your childhood like? What were you testing as a kid to try to figure out the direction you wanted to go for your life? Well, I was an entrepreneur early on. I'm the kid who my neighbor across the street had a lemonade stand <laughs> and I always wanted a lemonade stand. I wanted like the legit lemonade stand, like the Lucy kind with the like signpost above you, but I had a little table. And so I sold iced tea because she sold lemonade. So you have to differentiate. <laughs> Um, my father had a flea market business. And so we had a lot of housewares is what he sold. And we had them in our garage. And so I hauled them out and I, I had a yard sale. <laughs> I just was like, what all this stuff sitting in our garage? I pulled it out, you know, moving on. I, I, sold, I sold candy that became bagel sandwiches. This is all in high school. You know, I was taking Were orders. Were you a good student? Before. I was a good student. Yeah, I was a good student. And I had a lot of friends in a lot of different cliques. I sort of fit in a lot of places, but none of, the, none of those groups sort of fit all of me. And so I had this sort of sense that I was different, but in a unique kind of way. I never felt bad about it. And I think it took me a long time to f sort of figure that out and what that meant, but it also gave me a lot of empathy. So I'm, I'm an outgoing extrovert. And for all purposes, there's no reason I should have any empathy towards shy people and introverts. And yet I have tremendous empathy because I know what it feels like to not fit and to not belong. And so the work that I do, all the work that I do, Tony, is based on the thread of inclusion. It's always about how do we create more inclusive and welcoming spaces at events? How do we have that host mindset when we're doing things? You know, how do we engage people so they can bring more of their full selves? And that absolutely came from my upbringing from having parents who were letting me be me, having friends who appreciated me for who I was, and for me also feeling like, you know, there's probably more. I, I haven't figured out what that is yet. And then eventually I came out as queer and then I came out as trans. And so like my, my world sort of got bigger, but I, I don't think I'm alone in feeling that sense of, hmm, do I belong here? I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. And that gives me the sort of empathy 
to do the work that I do. Man, I appreciate you sharing. Yeah, the, the world is a better place for sure because of you. You know, I was thinking when you were talking about classmate school and, and kind of fitting in, right? I discuss a lot with my neighbor, Todd McGuire. He's a dear friend of mine. He's been a guest on the show. And we often talk about when you had to pick teams, you know, in school, you know, where did you, where'd you slide, you know? And I thought I was good, but I would always get picked last. And, and he made a decision and I've talked to other people about it and they've made decisions too, to pick the, the kid that they think will be the best for the team long-term, not just that minute win or two minute win, right? The long-term. So pick the kid you want to pick, pick him first because it shows the world like, Hey, I'm here not to win. I'm here to learn. And I'm going to learn a lot with these people. And we're going to overcome things where most people would never have any adversity. They would never have a situation where there was too much pressure. And I, I really resonate. And when you were talking, I, I could feel it. There was some good emotion there. I think we as human beings go through kind of God's unique plan. And, and we feel sometimes that we're not unique. And I, I just made a Facebook post about it. The way you are right now is the way God created you. And you don't have to be somebody you're not. You just be the person you are. And in the moment, you kind of roll into so many more emotions and, and, and feelings where you're, you're heart-centered. You're, you're, you're coming from a place of love and acceptance and approval, and you're, you're there to show up and care. So I want to say, Robbie, like, you know what? I could, I could put the end on the show right now is go download on the schmooze. You know, go talk to Robbie. Go get coached if you're a female. You know, like Robbie's got more for you. He's got master classes. He's got a lot of value. We're, you know, just a few minutes into a show. So I just want to say thanks and Jess, what a rock star, right? You got your two kids. Life is good. Where do you reside? I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. And I also just want to mention that one-on-one, -on -one, I will coach people of any gender. They just have to be awesome people. But I, only listeners I have are awesome. There you go. People. So That's it. you're so, good. Anybody listening? Yeah, uh, anyone listening. Uh, are you a sports fan? I, I am not, which is an interesting thing when you live in Boston, I have to say. I'm originally from New York. And so you can see the conundrum. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't lose any respect for you. I just feel really <laughs> weird because, you know, Boston, Red Sox, you've got oh, yeah. the Patriots, you got the Yankees, you got the Mets, you got the Knicks. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of like uh, testosterone. We, let's just put it around you. We have the most winning teams right now in Boston. Yeah. Every, every sport. I know enough to say that. That's good. Right. At least you catch it up on the daily fee that goes across your school. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we have the most winning teams in every single sport. And it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a, it's a very community spirited, you know, space in that way. Like people really kind of there, there's definitely a feeling after big games, everyone's paying attention. And I do appreciate that part. I like to, it's a small, big town. And I really like that. It is a small, big town. Well, today, folks, we are talking to Robbie Samuels. You can check out on theschmuse.com. Amazing podcast. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to kind of come down Success Mountain, letting Robbie be the Sherpa more. I'm just the listener. I'm going to be uh, kind of latched into Robbie and Robbie's going to help pace us to the bottom today. And we're going to learn more about you know being heart-centered, but also really about kind of staying in your lane and knowing what you know and learning as much as you possibly can to make as big of impact as you can. But also the thing that I love most about being centered and knowing who you are and what you're about. He's got awesome support around him. Learn more about the kids. Originally from New York, now in Boston. Not a sports fan, sort of say, but understands that probably the winning formulas and some of the dynamics of sports as well. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, more with Robbie Samuels right here on the Be Fulfilled podcast. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. 
But I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Here's Tony. We are back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. Today's special guest, Robbie Samuels, joins us all the way from Boston. And right before the break, we were talking a little bit about what it takes to kind of make it in this world, but also be authentic and true and kind of rich to yourself. And during the break, I was talking about some of his books. And I'm like, you know what? I love to read. I've got lots of books on the video. Uh, Robbie's got lots of books. So let's talk a couple books that you've written or authored. And you are also talking about coaching people who have an idea for a book and also want to do a phenomenal book launch. So let's talk about your two books. So I've actually published one and I'm in the process of writing the second. So the first book is called Croissant versus Bagels, Strategic, Effective, and Inclusive Networking at Conferences. That came out in July 2017. And it is a quick read and it gives you a lot of really actionable takeaways for how to create a better outcome for yourself. Because I think too many people travel to events, travel to conferences and only plan the logistics, but they don't have any intentionality around who they actually want to meet. And you can't just go to an event like that for content because you can get content from the comfort of your home, much like this show. So if you're going to travel, it can't, it's got, you know, content's important, but connection, it's the connections that we should be doing like more intentionality around. And so the book's really about that. Some pieces around like really basic, how do you make the most of it? And one of my best takeaways I'll offer you right now is to write your, a draft of your uh, takeaway, your, so your, your follow-up email. Do a draft of your follow-up email before you go to the event. Just to kind of get your head on like why this event out of all the ones you could choose, who do you want to meet? What do you hope to learn? What inspiration are you looking for? What do you want people to know about you? What are you offering? What value can you bring to the space? You draft a couple of paragraphs. That way, after the event, you can personalize it, but you're not staring at a blank page. You're ready to go. You meet the right kinds of people because you know who you're looking to meet. You track those cards and you, you schedule the time to do the follow-up before you even left. I mean, most people just don't leverage these opportunities. And so I, I just pains me, <laughs> it pains me to no end. And I, and I about like, I don't know, halfway through this process, I originally wanted to write a book because as a speaker, it's kind of a necessary thing to do. And then I thought, well, why wouldn't I want it to be a bestseller? Why wouldn't I want this to get into as many people's hands as possible? And so I started to think about that and I, I joined some programs to learn about launches, but I love the marketing. Like that's my stuff. Like people, right? Relationships, connections, marketing. So I had a huge launch team of several hundred people. I had a goal of 100 reviews on my launch day and I met that. And then, then a week later, I had 150 worldwide. I'm closing in on 200 worldwide right now, about a year and a half after. It's still selling really well. And it's great when I go and speak someplace, you know, they buy 100, 300, 500 books, right? And give them to, the, to, give them to people. And I know that they're going to take action because of it. So the second book is really about this relationship-based business plan, which I believe, you know, a lot of the clients I work with, they they feel like they're starting from scratch, even though they're in their 50s and 60s. As they're growing their business to the next level, they feel like they're, they feel like a novice because they, they're moving to territory that's just new and uncomfortable, out of their comfort zone. And I point out to them that 
this is my stat, not based on anything real, but I think 80% of who you need to know to be successful, you've already met. And it's just a question of leveraging those professional connections from five, 10, 15 years ago. And so I help them think through how to start really building some, some relationship-based business strategy around all of their, their dreams, their business. So that's the work for the second book that's in progress. I love that. Uh, an exercise that comes to mind thinking about what you're just sharing, take out a piece of paper and write down 50 people's names straight down the page, right? 50 people that you'd like to A, connect more with or that you know, but you don't know them well, right? And then your job next to each one of those names is to write three things about them, right? So like Robbie, great networker, podcaster, family man, right? Those would be the first three I would kind of originate myself going, go through my list and then I would do what you just talked about drafting that letter, you know, at the event. But I would, in my mind, say, okay, I got three ways to get a hold of them. I could, I could call them, I could text them, or I could email them, right? That's traditionally what my list looks like as a network. The ones that I could go see, I would knock on the door, go take them to lunch, go do something to build a relationship. And then what I would do is share with them just like you did. Hey, Rob, you know what, man? I've been listening to On The Schmooze for years. I just love the dynamic. I love the approach. I love the fact that two-thirds of your guests are women. I love how you care so much at the end of it. You know your audience and you know how to serve well. So I edify you and I don't ask for anything. And I make it about them. See, so much of marketers, really all you have to do is, it's all about them anyways, right? Absolutely. And you give them the platform and then you see what happens. So I love that. I, I wrote a whole bunch of notes. I, I really love the fact of being intentional about why you're going to the event, but also what is something that you want to achieve out of the event, right? More business cards is great. Then what do you do is throw them in a fishbowl or throw them in the garbage, right? Like, what is it that you would like? What is the, so I always say like, what are five things that you need that I can help you with right now? Think about that when you go to an event. What are like the biggest wins that you could celebrate? So I'm going to ask, we're going to give the audience a glimpse into kind of some one-on-one -on -one stuff. What's the biggest thing right now? If you had this, the next level of your business would be so much easier. If I had more time, I think as a parent, I, I'm struggling still to always meet the time. So I'm right now focusing on writing more for high-profile publications. And I, I'm actually working with a business coach, Dory Clark, who I've known for a long time. I'm now working with her one-on-one. -on -one, and that's something that she's done incredibly well. So my focus right now is writing for high-profile publications like Harvard Business Review uh, and also at TEDx. That's, that's kind of something, that, these are things that I had sort of put off. I'd spent my last few years building the business of the book, the podcast, the coaching, you know, being consistent with my email list, building all of that stuff. But I think you, to, for people to know who you are so that you're not knocking on a door cold, they come across you because they read about you. They saw your video. Someone referred to them. You've got to be out there speaking all the yep. time because that's, that's where it comes from. So I, I'm really, if I got on, you know, 50 stages a year and there were great stages, great audiences for me, and I was writing regularly these publications and I got my TEDx up and it was well-received and it was actually a value to add to the world, not just because I did it. Those are the things that are next for me that I'm, I'm sort of in the midst of right now. And those are all important, not urgent. And I think often I'm working on things that are like right in front of me deadline wise. So making time for the writing, making time for the things that are not urgent, but are very important that are, that are strategy. And so I, I set out quarterly goals. And so I, I actually, this is one of the free masterclasses I I'm hosting with a colleague every quarter. We host a free masterclass 
And so we, uh, we give out a 50-page workbook to help people document what they want to get done because I'm a real believer in the ability to stack our successes, right? To, to think long-term and to do a little something now that'll make it easier to do a big project later. And so for me, investing in Harvard Business Review and you know, publications like that now will pay off by a year from now having a higher profile when people are thinking of hiring me that the hard work has been done. All right. I wrote time because I, I, we have a little bit of time left and I want to maximize it, but I also wanted to just 10 cent my deal for you. You have the time, right? This is how we, we, we actually right. manage it, right? And process it. Um, do you journal by any chance? I don't. I'm not. I, yeah. Writing is something that I come to. I'm going to send you my journal because I, I want to help you. So I'm, I'm going to send you my awesome. journal. I will try this. I've, I've been getting more into writing. It's funny. I, it's something I resist, but when I do it, I'm good at it and I like it. But it's about, it, it, again, it goes back to working on things that are important, not urgent. And my kids provide a lot of urgent. So, <laughs> you know. Cause I'm feeling, just a believer. If you work on you first before you work on anything else, you'll be a better yeah. husband and a better father. You'll, you'll be a better friend. Yeah. You'll be in it's better great. relationships. But the most important thing is, is get the oxygen mask on you. Get it off of everybody else first because you can't help anyone if you can't help yourself. So that's all I was saying. Cause when you support like time and you know, your kids and everybody th- that's always going to be right. My kid just graduated high school. Mm-hmm. My kid just graduates. My other one's already in college. So, right. So I've been every weekend, every, everything has to be about them, 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 where are we going? What are we doing? You know, what sports now they're gone. So my wife and I are looking at each other like, now what? And so that's why it's so important that we, we made the decision to start working on ourselves even more so, so we can be better together and help more people. Um, Cause at the end of the day, like Jess, my wife is an amazing supporter. She just really wants to help us get to that next level. So, man, I just want to say thank you. Tons of great stuff, croissant to a bagel. And I mean, I, I, I get the visual. I, there's so much there. There's almost everything that you don't want to miss. So make sure you grab a copy of it and really understand the power of networking, but going to conferences and events and getting the most. And I love the, the illustration you gave of just writing today for somebody who doesn't like to write. You know, you were putting some stuff down on paper, just being intentional about it, visualizing your mind. And, and I just want to say thank you, Robbie, before we jump into the fulfillment round, just for being awesome, just being you and just really loving on the world and making it a better place. So thank you for doing that. Thanks, Tony. So we're going to run into the fulfillment round. The goal is to let the audience know who you are and learn a little bit something about you that you may have not shared, so to speak, in some of your podcasts. So if you're ready, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning a friend, no using the Google machine, no digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannica's. And I promise Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The fulfillment round brought to you by shipoffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? If you were to uh, sit down at a table, would you be more likely to read a comic or draw cartoons? Read a comic. Cool. Comic book uh, series or hero that you uh, have grown up reading or watching? Superman. Superman. What about Superman really uh, captivated you? He stands for truth and justice. Cool. And what's his kryptonite? Uh, what's his kryptonite? Mm-hmm. His kryptonite is kryptonite. There you go. What's your <laughs> kryptonite? My kryptonite is getting in my own way. Okay. <laughs> you know? If you and your wife were going to go on a vacation, a dream vacation, um, or maybe you've been on it, where's a place that you're thinking of or have been that you, you liked? So my wife and I, when we were friends, um, oh, okay. we, we went to, we started dating and in that first few weeks, 
we went somewhere and bought a vacation as part of an auction package. <laughs> and we joked that it would be a great honeymoon package. And then that's actually where we went on our honeymoon. And so it was, it was just a beautiful, you know, it was just like we went down to one of the Caribbean islands and stayed in one of those beautiful resorts. And, you know, it, it, was, it was the kind of vacation where you just lay by a pool and people bring you rum drinks. And I, I don't know when I'm going to have one of those again <laughs> anytime soon because I think our next vacation is going to be active, you know, going and seeing and doing. And we're just waiting for the kids to be a little older. We're doing a lot of national stuff here in the States. But for traveling, we'd like to get to Europe and, and you know, have the kids be old enough to appreciate and keep up with us because now we want to see and do. And that we're, we're definitely experienced people. Um, but that was a lovely – that's the only vacation I've had where I didn't feel like I needed a vacation when I got back, you know. Isn't that crazy how many people plan so much for the vacation and then realize when they get back they had so much work they didn't get done and then now they have so much more and they're overwhelmed and they need that vacation. They're like, I wish I could go on vacation tomorrow. Yeah type of food I would find you most likely consuming if you and your wife went out to dinner? Where would you go? Uh, Mexican is, is a default for us. We love it. Yeah. Is we just moved to nearby you. We just moved and we were sad to find out there's just not that many Tex-Mex or Mexican places in our new area. So we're going to explore the ones that are out there, but we have, you know, we haven't fallen in love with a, with a new one yet. I had one that I loved so much that I, on my 40th birthday a few years ago, five years ago, um, I bought out their basement like seating area and I had this huge blowout party with my friends and they sadly they closed <laughs> a few years later, but I'm still glad that I made my mark. You know, it was, it was such, it was that kind of great experience. Um, so yeah. You but, talked about uh, your, your mentor, um, was it, uh, Dory Clark? Yep. Uh, do you have any other mentors? I mean, she's been, she's been really pushing me and incredible for so many years. Um, I really look up to my parents. They gave me a lot of values. My dad had flea market booths, uh, when I was a kid and taught me if you got time to lean, you got time to clean and a real work ethic. My mother taught me a lot about hosting and, and how to like create a space and how to, how to even physically set up a space. Like, I get a pet peeve is like you go to a buffet and they make you carry your silverware and your napkin with your plate. And I'm like, I don't need those things until I get to the end. How do I know if I need a knife? Like, why are you making me juggle all of this? So, and I realized that I learned that from my mother. So, so I've gotten a lot of support over the years from, from them and uh, their real belief is what I do. Do you have brothers or sisters? I have an older sister who's six years older. We're very similar in a lot of areas, right? Um, two kids, great wife great parents. You talk about six years. That's the depth between my sister and I, uh, 45-ish. I'm 46, so we're right around that same age. Host a podcast. Love helping make the world a better place. I couldn't have found a better guest for this show, and I'm certainly glad that you stopped by today. I asked this question a lot on the show. If there was something you came to the show wanting to talk about, but I didn't get a chance to ask you, what is that topic? Well, I just want to make sure I tell people what croissants versus bagels is, since I left it sort of hanging there, Tony. Sounds good. Go for it. Oh, all right. So when you're at these uh, events, say a networking event or a conference, people are standing in those tight clusters that are impossible to break into. Those are the shoulder-to-shoulder huddles that I call bagels. And if one person in that little circle opens up their body language and makes space for others to join, that is the croissant we're looking for. And if, if you don't know where to be in the room when you walk in, don't go hide in the corner. Don't be a wallflower. Look for the natural openings. Look for those croissants. Don't try to break in. And if all else fails, go get in line for food or drink and meet people sort of in a more one-to-one setting 
I just think that we can set ourselves up for success. And that's what the metaphor of that book title is. I like it. Hey, that is Robbie Samuels. And everything you need to know is at RobbieSamuels.com. And he was gracious enough today to put together something special for our listeners. So RobbieSamuels.com slash Tony. And you're going to discover, what is it? 10? 10 tips for conference connections. Look at that. I love that. I love the fact that you get to go today to RobbieSamuels.com slash Tony, get 10 tips. So you have success at your next event because you know what? That's where events are the number one thing in my life. They change lives. You got to get to events. It's where a lot of things happen. And I love the fact that you just made this so easy for everybody too. Next time you're at an event, if you feel awkward, you know, uh, go get in line, you know, go grab something to eat, grab a drink, turn and just network because you've got a little bit of time to meet some new people. And uh, everything that you talked about today lines up kind of emotionally with who I am and what I am. And you got to mute your phones when you come into podcasts, you know, you were doing that prior. I just want to say thank you today for being a guest, Robbie. I really, just the intention you put on the episode, how you showed up today as a guest, how you've showed up over the years, how you, you keep exploring and really kind of honing in your skill. It's an amazing, amazing thing. So thank you for being a guest today. Thanks, Tony. It's been a pleasure. All right. That is Robbie Samuels. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, remember in this very moment to be your absolute best. All right. And go make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. <laughs>